Okay, so when you get a chance to discuss um, Midrashim, let's go back to Parshish Ketisa after a nice perm break. Vayitain el Moshe kechaloso l'daverito. So two words leap out, and this, this is before the ego. This is the delivery of the, the rest of the Torah, the luchos to Moshe. So two words leap out. <coughs> One is the word vayitain. The other word is kechaloso. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about the luchos. So, very famous Megash, and I get a chance to speak about it with you Wednesday night, so I'll just summarize it briefly. All 40 days that Moshe was learning Torah from Hashem, he was learning Torah, I'll paraphrase, and he was forgetting, he just forgot the Torah again and again and again. I've been here for 40 days, I don't know anything. Hashem says, Hashem says, so after the 40 days of Roshan knowing nothing, Hashem says, I'll give it to you as a matana. Despite your best efforts to study it yourself and to understand it yourself, I'll gift it to you. So the Torah says, Vayitena Moshe, not Vayidabra Moshe, Vayomra Moshe, Vayilamidis Moshe, Vayitena Moshe, that Kodesh Baruch gave it to Moshe. Now, there are two parts to this message that are important. The obvious part is, that as much as you want to study Torah, and as much as you want to develop the skills, and as much as you want to develop the methodology, and as much as you want to approach it from a cognitive standpoint, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't help you learn Torah, you'll never succeed at learning Torah. So when you daven the same, being that this is your year, that you're trying to enter that orientation, that attitude, that you want to spend your life studying the will of Hashem, and understanding the will of Hashem, and applying the will of Hashem, as much as you try without Seattle Tishmaya, you won't be successful. There's a famous story that Chaim Velazhenev started the famous Velazhenev Yeshiva. It's the granddaddy of the modern yeshivas. So he had a friend, another big girl named Zalman Margolis. Zalman Margolis, who wrote the Sefer Matei Ephraim or Shani and Kippur, other Svarim. So Zalman also started a yeshiva, and the yeshiva didn't get anywhere. So one day, Zalman asked Chaim, like, why was your yeshiva so wildly successful, and my yeshiva didn't get anywhere? Chaim said, what did you do the day you opened your yeshiva? So Zalman said, the day we opened our yeshiva, we had a masiba, a mitzvah, we were dancing. Chaim said, the day we opened Velazhin, we had a, t- a fast day. Everyone fasted and davened Hashem for Siyach Tishmael. So whenever you start something new, always think about how Kodesh Baruch will give that bracha, especially when you're learning Torah. We think that everything else is Bidei Shemayim. But when we learn Torah, that's our effort and our toil and our amal and our knowledge and our rebeim and our masara. But without a Kodesh Baruch Hu's help, and this is Moshe, the quintessential person studying Torah. 40 days and 40 nights, literally fasting. No water, no food. I can't even put my head around that. He didn't get it. You know, I'm the best teacher in the world. And he just couldn't get it. But he came on Moshe, so Hashem had to gift it to him. Now, what's also interesting, well, if Hashem had to gift it to him, then why spend 40 days for Moshe trying? Well, why didn't you just give it to him in the first day as a gift? Because HaKadosh Baruch will only reward people, A, who put forth an effort. So Moshe has to actually try for 40 days before Hashem gives it to him. Hashem's not going to give you anything. When you put forth the effort, Hashem will help you. And where that boundary lies between your own personal effort and Hashem's delivery, it's hard to know. Like, how much of it is yours? How much of it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's union? The second part is, it's not just that Moshe deserves it because he works so hard. He deserves it because he's humble, because he says, I really believe, between you and me, if I could test Moshe after 40 days, how much he knew, he probably knew a little more than you and me, a little more than you and I. But in his mind, he doesn't know anything. In his mind, he sensed the enormity of Torah, right? Think of yourselves now, three days after Purim, as if you're in a similar state to Moshe after the 40 days. You spent eight, nine months in yeshiva. Are you a bigger Amaretz now or a bigger Tamachachim? You're a bigger Amaretz, because 
when you started your year, you didn't know how big an Amaretz you are. Now that you spent eight months learning, you're a Talmud Chacham about the fact that you're an Amaretz. You know that you know nothing. So it's, it's the humility that comes from being exposed to the enormity of Hashem. The ultimate authentic humility is not self-denial and self-diminution and fetal position and nothing and the myth of incapacity and, 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 and inability. The real humility is you know what you are. But you know exactly what you are in the span of Akadosh Baruch infinity. So for Moshe to write, I'm a humble person, Vish Moshe Anam that wasn't sanctimony. That wasn't false piety. He really was humble. Even though he knew how much he knew, because he saw so much of Akadosh Baruch that's the real humility. Not that you negate yourself and you nullify yourself. You know exactly what you are, but in the span of what you'd like to become, you don't compare yourself to other people. You compare yourself to Akadosh Baruch so to speak. It's, it's nothing. So it's just such a powerful medrash. Moshe tries, he doesn't succeed. But not only does he try, he turns to Hashem and says, I don't know anything. And Hashem says, exactly, that's what I was waiting for. He says, hey, Moshe, I'll give you the Torah. There's another interesting matter here, a very fascinating matter about Judah. Can you say it? About Lombus. Very fascinating matter about Lombus. There's a very famous matter that appears in Shas, it also appears in the Medrash, that Akadosh Baruch told Moshe and Harsinai everything. <laughs> every Medrash, every Mishnah, every Gemara, Every Brisa, every Tosefta, and even Kol Masha Talmud Vasig Asid Lachadash. So if today, Gavi, in Shia, with Rebeke, in Lombus, you give a good Svara, that Svara somehow Hashem told Moshe Darsina in ways that I can't explain to you because Hashem's learning with Moshe was unlike any of our learning. But basically, there's nothing new that we create. There's just endless and endless reams of ideas that Hashem told Moshe. They're already stated out there, and we're recovering them. So everything you said has been said already. So it still means you're discovering something new because it's out there in the ether sphere. Maybe someone didn't say it before, but it's been said by Kodesh Baruch to Moshe. Another approach is that no, Hashem gave Moshe a template. Let's say we decide to make up a game. We so said these are the 20 rules of the game. You know, X amount of time, Y amount of people on each team, these things are legal, these things are illegal. So we have 20 rules. And then we start playing the game. Every play that we make in that game would be legal as long as it adheres and conforms to the rules. Hashem gave Moshe the rule book, the basics. Now, when I say the rule book, it wasn't 20, it was 200 zillion ideas. But on top of that, there's some ideas that Hashem didn't give to Moshe that I'm going to say today and share. And as long as my ideas cohere within those rules, within those boundaries, they're part of what Hashem gave Moshe. When the Medrash says that Hashem gave Moshe every single Svara, doesn't mean Svara A, Svara B, Svara C, Svara D. He gave him the general template, and then Chachamim throughout each generation add new ideas to this ever-growing system of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzam. That's a much more creative and dynamic view of Torah Shavuot. Not that everything was said. The source of that is a Medrash in Kitisa. Remember I said the word Vayitena Moshe Kechalosol Deberito? So listen to the language of the Medrash. Ela Klalim Hashem taught Moshe Klalim. Now again, Klalim doesn't mean a few simple ideas like Kalbacharim and Zereshav. A Klalim means a lot of information, but not every Svar about Kim Shtas. If you say a Svar today about Peshasa that you draw from something the Rashba said and something the Ketzel said, and something I saw this in the cars yesterday, and you have an answer to the Ketzel, which I think Rifkei is going to give you, a better answer to the question of Shrochem Yadim Abay, maybe based on the Gemara Mbava Basra Tafai, and I've said that Gemara. So that doesn't necessarily mean that a Kurdish Baruch taught Moshe that Gemara and that Svar. It means Hashem gave Moshe this general, what I call swamp, of millions of bites of information, but from that swamp can arise new creations that are part of the DNA, that are in that DNA soup of Hashem's Ratzah. So the two different ways to be learned is that I think a lot of Rebbeim 
But let's say don't train the Talmud until in the way we're training people to learn. Take the first view. But basically, there should be no rumor. I remember when I was in YU, I had a lot of interesting conversations with Talmud of Rabbi Shechter. Now, the Rosh Yeshiva were friends of my, my colleagues, Rabbi Sabalovsky, and say people like that. And the Shechter's there, of course, he didn't encourage Talmud at this age to be that involved in Lumbus. And basically, you know, read what others have written or first no shots before for many reasons. And Rabbi Lichensin had trained us that even though our Lumbus isn't going to be equivalent to Rabbi Hanan's Trip Chaim at the ripe old age of 18, 19, by being part of the system and by participating in the system with humility, with intellectual honesty, it, it changes your identity, it changes your life. You're, you're not just registering information. He says, he says, he says. You're, you're trying to insert yourself into the circuit, try to be part of this whole conversation. Again, knowing your place in a humble way, not saying, oh, I know better than the Ritva, but I'm trying to interpret the Ritva as best I can and compare that interpretation to Chitabuku Bethes and compare that interpretation and see if Rechaim agrees or disagrees. So different Shittos, and there always were different Shittos throughout history of Talmud Torah, but this is a very important Medrash for the Shittah that says that not everything that anyone ever said was given in Harsina, which is hard to imagine, but just because it's hard to imagine doesn't mean it's not true. If anything, when it comes to Torah, the harder it is to imagine, the more true it is, because Torah is so beyond human computation. So when you talk about Torah, when you say something doesn't make sense, it's almost more true than when it does make sense, because it's trying to use a finite human processor to understand something which is infinite. So two very interesting midrashim in the pasuk Vayitain and Moshe Kichalosa. One is that Moshe turns to Hashem after forty days and says, "I don't know anything." Hashem says, "Thank you." That's what I was waiting for. He's waiting for humility. He's waiting for intellectual honesty. Here, I'll give you Sefer Shema. I'll give you the entire Torah as a gift. The second midrash is Kichalosa, Klalim Limdua Kadosh Hashem taught Moshe the Klalim, which is one approach to Torah Shabbat. And there are other approaches to Torah Shabbat, voiced by other Tanai. And of course, they're both true because how can they both be true? I've talked about that before. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu can create a system of multiple narratives. And you take out of that system different narratives, right? Just like Hashem created a sugi with multiple narratives, He can create an epistemological process with multiple narratives. Each person sees in that, because it's just so large, larger than us, that everyone can find a small space within that that becomes their reality. Right? And I always like to refer to my articles, because I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago on the Torah Tidbits about how both Zionists and Haredim are right. The same can create a redemptive process that some people see one way and some people see another way, and they're both true because the same creates a larger a redemptive process that's larger than any one person's experience. That's just like Rabbi Soloveitchik, right? Who is Rabbi Soloveitchik? You have these people that are such gedolim that every time we thinks he was this and not this, and he was this and not this. The answer is he was everything, but most Amidim are only able to get a few rays and they convince themselves that that was the entire sun. There's an entire spread, which is not true. And you just see that it was everything, and Tommy just pick up particular elements. So, Hakadosh Baruch was the ultimate Rebbe, the ultimate multiple narrative author, and we can create things that are larger than human experience that people are only able to grasp partial truths of and see it as the entire truth. And just a little rant about the multiple truths theory. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. Was anyone here for Shabbos, or everyone's bolting? Good job, good job.